Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Morning, everyone. I love it. All the moms in here are like, oh. I got to tell y'all something funny just because Man, y'all showed up today. Y'all look so good. I got to tell y'all something. So we were freaking out when we were going to do this video. This is all just second service. You get another truth. Me and Ashley were like, here's the deal. We're about to tell our kids what our hands are going to be like. I'm going to spray myself with whatever she needs to know that it is me. And we were like, every other moms didn't stress out. But me and her were like, if our kids do not know who we are, it's going to be so embarrassing. And Ashley had the best point. She said, at the end of the day, we're going to be crying whether they know who we are or they don't know who we are. And so Lily actually did not know who I was, but she found me. And so it was good. But I am so excited that y'all are here on this very special Mother's Day. Hey, look to the left or to the right. Find yourself a mom around you and tell her she looks good this morning. I am convinced that us moms, we dress for each other. We're the only ones who realize when our outfits are cute or when they're new, when we've got the new shoes, when we have the new little clip in our hair. Ashley, your clip looks so cute today. And so I've just been convinced that why try to dress and have Jimmy know? I I just know, like, my girls, they're going to know. They're going to notice the things that I'm wearing. And so, moms, you look beautiful this morning. So thankful that you are here with us at One Church. Can we give it up for our Sulphur Springs campus? Seriously, y'all are crushing it in Silver Springs, Pastors Denver and Salem, doing such an awesome job. And then really quick, let's give it up for our lead pastors, Pastors Brian and Crystal Sparks. We seriously have the best pastors. We have the best church. Do y'all believe we have the best church? We have some good looking people in our church, man. I love it. Back there in the sound booth, they're like, yes, we are good looking. And so they're receiving it. I've always learned Pastor Brian's always going to call us good looking and I'm going to take it. I'm going to be like, yes, amen. Thank you, Pastor Brian. Thank you. That was for me. I received that. And so really quick before we get started, how many of y'all enjoy community groups? Like you, you do life in community groups. Yes. There's more of y'all in here. We love love community groups here at One Church, and right now we are actually in what we call like our break, and I feel like I'm dying, you know, like for those of you who are in groups, some of y'all are groups junkies, like you literally go to a group every single day of the week. That was my mom in Silver Springs, literally every day. She's like, well, I have this group, and I have this group, and I'm like, mom, like I love you, but you cannot be at every single group every single day. And so she dropped one, so she got one day off. Um, but we love community groups here at One Church, and right now we have our registration opening open for you to be able to sign up to lead a group or to host a group. And what that looks like, if you've ever led a group in here, let me see your hands. Yes. Okay. Look at that. It's not hard, is it? It's not hard at all. Like, I think a lot of times we think that we've got to come in with like this revelation word and it's going to be like super spiritual. Sometimes we just come together, we drink coffee and we talk about our weeks and we pray for each other to make sure we make it through our week next week so that we can see each other again for a good cup of coffee and conversation. So I want to tell you this, Pastor Brian preached an amazing word last week on it's time to move. And I feel like there are several of you in here who last week when Pastor Brian was preaching, 
preaching, you knew God was telling you it's time to lead a group. And so I want to encourage you, if you've thought about it, if you maybe even just even had a dream about it, you thought it was a nightmare. It was actually a dream. God was telling you, you're supposed to lead a community group. I want you to go to IamOneChurch.com slash groups. Get signed up. Pastor Jimmy will answer any questions that you have. He'll get you taken care of. Maybe you don't want to lead a group. You just want to host a group. You're like, I'll open up my home to anyone and everyone. Um, Go ahead and sign up on there as well. We'd love to be able to host at your house. And so with all that said, are y'all ready to get into the word this morning? It's going to be good. Here we go. We're going to be in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, and it's going to be in the Passion Translation. And if you don't have it, obviously, I don't think majority of us have the Passion Translation, so it's going to be on the screen. And here we go. It says, as for us, we all... We have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. For the the path has been already marked out before us. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne. Let's pray as we continue our time together. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you're in this place. And God, right now, we just ask that you speak to our hearts, God. We set aside all distractions, Lord, and we just say, speak to our hearts, Lord. Uh, Let this uh, word be a sown into our hearts, Lord, and let it bear much fruit. Lord, I step out of the way and say, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. So for those of you who don't know, I am a mom of three girls um, and we have a girl dog. We have an ongoing joke at the house that Jimmy couldn't even get a boy dog. Like we are all girls. We're taking over the house. And so I've got three girls. I've got a 19 year old. I've got a four year old and I've got a three year old. And some of you, I see your brains. You're like 19. How in the world? It's okay. I didn't give birth to her. We brought her into our home. She was the missing piece we didn't know we had. And so she, uh, I've got 19, 4, and 3. And so Jimmy, um, I say this, like, I don't think he knew what he was coming into whenever we got married. Um, I think he was just like, oh, we're going to have lots of family. He comes from a family, all boys. And so like now he's complete opposite. We've got all girls. And so, you know, I remember back when me and Jimmy first met, how many of you can think and think about the time when you were first dating? Some of you are in that right now and everything's so blissful and beautiful. And you feel like you're skipping through a field of roses, not roses. They have thorns. Sometimes it's roses, um, through lilies and you know, it's so beautiful and everything's just so wonderful. And I remember when I first started dating Jimmy, I remember all the phone calls, you know, all the phone calls, like you're up till ungodly hours. I like, I look back, I'm like, no wonder my mom was mad. I was up at three in the morning laughing like it was two in the afternoon. And so they're trying to sleep. And so I remember talking to Jimmy, it was like the funniest thing. There are things that I've never done. And how many of you know, like you embellish a little bit when you're trying to like win someone over. And so he'd be like, yeah, I do this and this. I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. We have so much in common. Um, I love to wake up at four in the morning and go work out. Yeah, same. <laughs> and so I remember all 
the different things. And so, right, then you get married and you're like, oh, okay, he's going to really see. I don't do any of the things that I told him I did. But I will say this. I met Jimmy whenever I was at the gym. A good friend of ours, he did me a solid. He introduced me to Jimmy. And that's the only good thing that ever happened to me at the gym. After that, I called it quits. I was like, thank you, Anytime Fitness. I owe you a lifetime. I've got my husband. And so I met Jimmy at the gym. And whenever we met, like, I would say I was doing great. Like, I was training for a a hot chocolate run in Dallas. How many of y'all heard of that? Like, I'll run for chocolate. Like, put chocolate in front of me. And yes, I will run. Um, I decided, you know, I was going to do that. So when I met him, I was training for that. I was running five, six miles. And so it was great. Life was great. And so whenever we first got married, you know, uh, when you're newlywed, you feel like everything's going to be like you're always together. You see the movies and people now on YouTube. It's like, oh, we're so cute you know, like relationship goals. It's like, none of that's really real. Pastor Brian talked about it. Like you did not wake up like that. Um, you put on lots of makeup before you put your big old bright light and made yourself look flawless. And so I thought that we were about to, I was like, okay, I've got a really good idea. So I thought I had one up on Jimmy, like Jimmy can go to the gym and he'll pump whatever that's iron he'll get those dumbbells or whatever those things are. And he, he, he goes to town. He's great. He's like good at all that. But Jimmy hates cardio. Like absolutely despises it. Like he makes himself, he's so good. He makes himself do cardio every once in a while. Um, and so whenever I met him, I was like, it's really fine. Like I've been running. I've got, I've got this. Like, so I came up to Jimmy. I'm like, Hey, tomorrow morning, let's wake up and let's like, just go for a sweet little jog. You know, it's gonna be so cute. So cool. You know, like we're going to be those people that are hashtag, you know, relationship goals. I want to be like them. And so, you know, I got up and like, I didn't just wake up and go like, I put on my cute workout outfit, you know, put my cute hair up, everything, you know, and Jimmy's like, gets up, puts on a shirt, let's go. And I'm like, okay, cool. You didn't dress up for this. (laughs) This is like an event for me. Um, And so we get out and we're like, okay, well, we didn't even like talk about it or like, what are we doing? You know, he just is like, well, we're doing this. Let's go. This is Jimmy and anything like, oh, you want to do that? Let's go. I'm like, oh, hold on. I didn't even get to think about it. And so we get on the road and we're jogging and I'm like, this is so good. Like, I'm so going to be so good at this. And Jimmy is going to be like struggling. Well, we get to going and y'all already know, like my husband, he, he's the one that signed up to, to run a half marathon, uh, the week before the actual half marathon ran one time and then ran the half marathon, like literally needs no training whatsoever. I didn't know that eight years ago, uh, whenever I thought it was going to be so romantic to take a jog with him. And so we're taking this jog and it starts out. Okay. Like we're going, we're doing this. It's great. And after a little while, like I start, you know, like Jimmy's trying to have a conversation and I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. I have no idea what you're saying, but sure. Sounds great. And so we're going. And then like, I saw him and he'd start like speeding up and he'd like realize like, I'm not going any faster than what I'm doing right now. Like I'm struggling right now. Like you better be happy that I'm where I am right now. And so he'd come back towards me. So sweet. Like literally guys, so sweet. Didn't call me out or anything. I was ready to call him out because I thought I was going to be the one thriving, but it was him. And you know, I'll say this. I don't remember um, if we finished 
I don't remember how far I made it. I don't remember how he got me back home. I just remember wanting to just die on the side of the road. I was like, God, this is where it ends. Like, I'm good. Just let me just stay on the side right here. It's all good. But I'll say this, you know, as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about uh, what I was going to share this morning, you know, Pastor Brian last week talked about it's time to move. And I, I, that word, man, were y'all in here for that? This last week, it was such a good word. If you did not listen to that, I highly recommend go onto our podcast, go onto our app, listen to it. Such an encouraging word. But as I was listening to it, I was like, well, God, I've been like moving. I just like probably haven't been thriving. And, you know, he brought me to this scripture and I love the way that it says that it says, then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. You know, and as I thought about that, I thought about, am I running my marathon race with passion and determination? Um, to be honest, I would have even asked myself, am I even running? Like, I think I might just be like, like that day when I thought it would be cute to go on a jog with Jimmy, like, just like, oh God, like, am I going to make it? It's one thing after another, you know, and a lot of times I feel like we get in that place in our life when it feels like the only luck I have is bad luck, you know, or it feels like the only person that's struggling in life is me. Everyone else is running and they're the ones that are like friendship, I mean, uh, relationship goals, they're running and they're looking so cute and they're just strides going great. And you're over here like dry, like sucking air and it feels like nothing's going right, you know, and I was thinking about that, and I really felt like God really wanted to tell, and if anything, more for me than anything else, but it's time to run. And more than just it's time to run, it's time to run again. Because, you know, especially I'm sticking to all the moms in this place, it's easy to get caught up with all the kids. It's easy to get caught up with all that the husband needs, and it's easy to forget that, Mom, you have a race to run, too. God's given you a race to run. And so this morning, I want us to look at what it takes to be able to make it in our life's marathon race. I would say the very first thing that we need to know is we're not running this race alone. We are not in it alone. Um, I'll say I have signed up for many half marathons in my lifetime. I have run none. And so um, I'll say this. I love to get me a free shirt. I pay high money for a free shirt. Like, man, go to my closet. I have a lot. Like, you can need to borrow one to make people think you've ran a half marathon. I got you, girl. I've got you. And so I have lots of shirts, man. So good. And so I'll say this. When I met Jimmy, I thought, I told him eight years ago, I was like, man, I'm going to run a half marathon. He's like, that's so awesome. Little did he know it was just to get him. I was like, man, if he's in the gym and I run, it's great. We're made for each other. And so um, I, I have trained for half marathons here and there. And so there was one time when I was training with my friends, we were crazy. We were getting up at like 4.30 in the morning, taking a long commute over to a little neighborhood. Uh, and Royce City neighborhoods are so far apart. I'm like, we live in the same town, but I had to drive like 15 minutes to get there. And so we would all me and we would run. It'd be Donnie and Ashley, my sister, uh, Pastor Crystal, Candace, Martinez. We'd all meet. There were several of us that would like, we floated around because you know, like you can't always be there. <laughs> you can't always wake up to run. And so there were several of us that floated in this group, but I'll say this, we, we would run and I, I, the same thing that would, I would, that would happen when I ran with Jimmy would happen with my friends. Um, I'd start to be like, who y'all are really good at this. Like I just joined, especially on the first day when you join, you're like, oh, y'all been doing this for months. Yeah. And like, you want to use that as your excuse. Like, oh, it's fine. I haven't been doing this as long as y'all. And so I realized this, that I wasn't probably any stronger than when I was, whenever I was with Jimmy. And I probably didn't have a better, um, what's the, 
thing called stride or my stamina wasn't any better. But I'll say this. Whenever I started to feel like I had to quit or whenever I felt like I just couldn't go any longer, there would be Ashley to say, hey, it's okay. You got this. Keep going. Keep going. Or whenever life was in, whenever the uh, path was uphill and literally you wanted to just be like, let me just fall and roll backwards and go back to the start line. Like, it's really okay. They were there to tell me it's okay. Look at, look ahead. I love what Pastor Crystal would always look at me and say, just look at that right there. We're going to make it to that. And when we make it to that, we're just going to pause. We're going to walk for a little bit and then we're going to pick up the pace again. But she never let me quit. Life was not created for you to do it alone. The reason being the enemy knows that when he gets you alone, it's easy for you to quit. This journey that you're in, this life's marathon that you're on, wasn't created to take you out, but God intended for you to make it all the way to the very end. And so I want to tell you, stop secluding yourself. Stop pulling yourself away from the people that God surrounded you with. I love community groups. Literally, community groups is this. You get together. You find people who are just crazy as you, and you realize you're not doing this life alone. They've done it. They've been there. They're there to encourage you. They're there to pray for you. They're there to hold your hand when it's hard. They're there to celebrate whenever you make it up the hill. They're there to help you push you and roll you down the hill when you're downhill. They are there to do this with you. Don't do life alone. You were not created to do it that way. The only way that we make it to the end is when we realize that the people next to us were sent by God to help us through this journey. Amen. I love what it says in Philippians 2. In the message translation, it's verses three to four. And it says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, I think we all have a heart in here, right? If you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. I love that so much. It brings me to my second point. The race isn't with others, but with ourselves. See, life's marathon race that we were intended to run, it, wasn't, it doesn't look like the person to the left of me, and it doesn't look like the person to the right of me. It looks like what's been set before me. I love that it says that in the scripture. It says that the, for the path has been already marked out before us. See, here's the thing is God knew the beginning from the end. He knew what was going to happen in the middle, and he's already equipped us to be able to get to the finish line. But here's the thing is a lot of times we get on our lane, and we think it's great, And then we look to the left or to the right and we're like, oh, her lane looks a lot better than mine. Or hers looks a lot easier than mine. Like if I would have had that one, I would would be doing better than I am. You know, I've got two little ones, four-year-old and a three-year-old. And if you have toddlers in this place, I pray for you every day. Um, You know exactly what life is with little ones. It's like there's never a dull moment. There's never a quiet moment. It's like I'll sit sometimes. This is true mom moment. And the moms in here will get it. Um, I learned this from Pastor Crystal. I would get home and I sit in the car and I'm like, okay. It doesn't matter what the house looks like. It doesn't matter if everyone's screaming. It doesn't matter anything. I'm going to go in. I'm just going to love them. And so, you know, that's what happens when you have babies and toddlers. And so I, I've got Lily and I've got Sophie. And Jimmy and I have learned that if we tag team, we are winning in life. Like one-on-one, 
it's good. Two on one, it's really bad. Uh, two on two, it's like fair. But man, when you're just with one kid, you are thriving. Like you are mom boss, dad boss, you're all bosses. Like you've got this. And so the other day we had like a full Saturday and Jimmy had things to do and I had things to do. And so I told him, I was like, I'm going to take Lily with me. I love Lily. She's just like so chill. She's so, she's me. Like her personality is so me. And then so we're going to go, we're going to have fun. We're going to just have, be the party of everywhere. Right. And then Jimmy took Sophie, which if y'all know Sophie, I apologize. She's probably giving you a blank stare. Um, she's one of those that she'll love you when she wants to love you. And when she doesn't, you will know that she doesn't want to love on you right now. And so Jimmy took Sophie. I took Lily and life was great. Like we were thriving in our day. We were texting each other, telling each other we were doing, touching base, and all is good. Man, Lily was living her best life. We went and recorded our video for Mother's Day, so she's in there with all her friends, like, loving life, and then we, we went, and we got Starbucks, which for her is a pink drink, pink drink and a cake pop. Girl knows. Like, we pull up. She's like, my usual, mom, pink drink and a cake pop, and so we get her stuff, and man, she's loving it. We go to my mom's house, and I'll tell you this. Grandparents, y'all are the best. Like, y'all have no rules, but when you give them back to to us, then it's like, oh God. And so she was living her best life. We went to see Wellies, and that's what she calls her. And she's just in heaven, right? She's having the best time. When it was time to go, like, I was like, okay, Lillard's like, we have to go home. Like, Daddy and Sophie are waiting. They're ready for us to come home. And she's like, no. Finally, I convinced her. We got in the car, we head home. We get home and we're just lounging on the couch. And Lily looks at Sophie and Jimmy, and she's like, hey, what did y'all do today? And I'll say this, Jim, Lily picked the right parent for that day. Um, Jimmy's like, oh, we went to the post office and we ran by the bank and we ran by the office and got a couple of things. I'm like, oh. And Lily goes, really? And she, he goes, she goes, you went to the hub? If you've ever been to the hub, there's nothing to be excited about about the hub. But she like loves the hub. And she's like, oh. And she looked at me. She's like, that's not fair. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you wanted that life? And she's like, I wish I would have been with Sissy and Daddy. And I'm like, wait, I thought I gave you a really good life. Like, we were thriving and doing some awesome things. But as silly as that sounds, how many times are we in our lives and we're running our life's marathon race and we're doing good and everything's going great. And maybe we've had some stumbling blocks and maybe there was a pothole we stepped into it, but we're doing good. Everything's going great now. And we look over and we're like, wow, look at yours. Look at your race. Man, the, the, the grass always looks greener on the other side, right? But in reality, I love what even uh, Pastor Crystal reminded us of what Pastor Brian said is we don't realize what people have gone through to get to where they're at. And in the same way that we go through things and to get us to where we're at, they're going through things. And it's really easy to be jealous of somebody's story when you really don't even know what they've gone through. And it's easy to be envious of where they're at when it feels like we're not moving. But if we were to be honest, we never even wanted what they're going after. Like their lane and their race is not anything we really want, but it just looks better than ours or it just looks easier than ours. See, God didn't intend for our race to be their race or their race to be our race. He intended for what's been set before us to be our race. Let's be people who keep our eyes focused on ours and we don't compare ourselves to the people to the left or to the right of us. Amen. Oh, you know, just jumped on ahead. All right, here we go. The next thing I want to tell you is we were created to run free. We were created to run free. You know, as I was researching about racing and first service found out, I know nothing about running. Like I butchered it. I didn't know how long a marathon was. Now I know. I said 24 miles. It's actually 26.1. 
I got two. See, guys, third service, we'll get it right. Third service, we'll get it right. 26.2. Oh, man, somebody led me astray. They told me it was 0.1. They did that on purpose. And so um, I started researching about races, and there is a race that I think some of you may know, most of you probably know, the Boston Marathon. And most uh, runners, that's like their goal is to get to that marathon. Um, It's really awesome. I don't know why you would want to run that much and why that would be like your goal in life, but more power to you if that is what you're trying to do. But I love this story because there's a story about a lady and her name is Catherine Switzler. Switzer. I always want to add an L in there. Switzer. And in 1967, she was the very first woman to complete the Boston Marathon. And, you know, even whenever she signed up, she uh, had to put her initials because she knew that if she put her name, that she would automatically be disqualified. And so she uh, decided that she was going to run this race. She trained with uh, one of her, with her boyfriend and with her uh, boyfriend's friend. And literally, like, she was ready to do this. Like, even the weekend before she ran... 30 miles just to make sure that she was going to be okay. I'm like, man, woman, you're a beast. And she actually on there, I think it was just the I'm not going to say it It was one of the anniversaries. It was either 25 or 50 just happened in 2018 and she ran it. It was so cool. You need to research her. It's a really good story, but I love this because I was researching her and in this, she, you know, she's getting ready. She's going to run. And the funny thing is her boyfriend comments that she had lipstick on that day. And he's like, seriously, don't draw any attention to yourself because she was already somewhere she wasn't supposed to be. But as she starts this race, like everything's going good. People, she's like, people are encouraging me. They're like, oh my gosh, you're a woman. You're running this. This is so awesome. And they're going to show you a picture on the screen. And so this is her right here. How many of y'all are thankful? Guys, y'all don't wear these little bitty shorts anymore whenever you run. Um, there's some that do, and it's fine. Um, but right here, we've got Catherine, and she's 261. And then to the right of her is her boyfriend, and then behind her is a friend of his. And then the right directly behind her is this man, and his name is Jock Simple. And he actually was one of the guys that was making sure, like, the, I guess, like, an official to make sure that nothing was happening. And the minute he found out that she was on the course, he made it his life's mission to go and get her off. And so the thing about it then was that if, you're, if you had no number, no bib on you when you crossed the finish line, you were disqualified because they had no way of knowing who you were. So his goal was to get that number off of her sweatshirt. And um, whenever he did that, you know, he went and he tried. He didn't succeed. The guys all around her, like, were protecting her and it was it was fine she was able to keep going and she kept going and about mile 20 there's a thing called heartbreak hill and they say it's probably the hardest part of the run and she was uh, in an interview she talks about you know she was on that hill and she realized that if she was going to finish this race and finish it well that she was going to have to forgive him and how many of us in life, there's those things that we're carrying those there's things that we're holding on to there's those things that we're like god you can have all of this but no, I'm going to hold on to this thing right here. I'm going to hold on to this anger, to this disappointment, to this frustration, to this unforgiveness. And you know what? We were never created to take our life, to do our life's marathon holding on to things. Because here's the thing is when we hold on, it slows us down. It weighs us down. We were created to run life's marathon race free. And I love what she said. She said right there with four miles left on her race, she decided she was going to forgive him so that she could finish the race well. How many of us, if we were to look inwardly, were holding on to something? We're holding on to something, and in reality, we're like, oh, this is my thing, but we don't realize that it's what's keeping us to be, from being able to run the way that we're created to run. 
You know, 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27, it says, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping and telling everyone else all about it and then missing out myself. I love that so much. Let's not miss out on what God has for us. Let, not, let us not be those people that are trying to hold on to things just because it feels better or it gives us an excuse to not be able to go fully after what we're supposed to. And let's be those that let go of the things and run free. The last thing I want to tell you is our prize is found in Jesus. I love this so much because in the scripture it says, it says, we look away from the natural realm. Everything going on in our life, we look away from it. And we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. I love that so much. See, at the end of the day, we probably don't have all the strength that we need We don't have all the endurance we need. We don't have all the grace that we need. We don't have all the mercy. We don't have you fill in the blank, but God does. He has everything that we need to be able to fulfill what we've been called to do. You know, and as I was thinking about this, I thought, why is it that I I did not want, I honestly did not want to preach this because I knew that in saying this, I'm going to have Man, there's so many of y'all that are going to hold me accountable. <laughs> so many of y'all. And I, I decided, you know, eight years, it's, it's, it's time. And so this year I've decided I am going to run a half marathon. <laughs> you know, when I got honest with myself, I thought, well, what's, what's the big deal? Like, why, why is this so hard for me? Why does it make me cry? Why, why do I get so emotional? And I think it's because I got in a place where I got focused on all the natural I got focused on every time I get out to go run, like I literally want to die. Um, I'm like, I can't even make it one mile down the road without dying that I don't know how I'm going to make it 13. Um, And I remind myself that I'm going to have people that are going to do it with me. That it's not about me. It's about who's in me. And, you know, I believe that there's many of us in here that we've been moving. We've been putting one foot in front of the other. We've been just living this life, but we've been letting all the natural things around us dictate what we're doing on our lane and on our life's marathon. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to challenge you. It's time to run. It's, we weren't created to hobble past the finish line. We weren't created to just crawl. We weren't created to just like take one small step. But it says that we were created to run life's marathon race with determination and passion. How many of us in here would say we've lost that determination? We've lost that passion. But I want to remind you that when we keep the main thing, the main thing, when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, when we keep our uh, gaze focused on him, we realize that it's not about what we do or we don't have. It's not about what we're um, able to do in our own being, but we realize that it's all about him. And at the end of the day, whenever we think that we can't, he already knew that we could. And so I want to encourage you with this last scripture. It's in Psalms 46, 1 through 3. And it says, God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in the sea storm and earthquake. Before the rush and roar of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains, God fights for us and God protects us. Friend, I want to tell you that whatever you've come in with this morning, God's fighting for you. He's on your side. He's protecting you. And he's saying, it's time to run again. It's time to pick up the pace. It's time to go after what I've called you to do. With every uh, eye closed and every head bowed. You know, as I've been talking about this, Jesus, some of you in here are saying, you don't even know who he is. And I would say that today is the best day to make that decision. 
today is the best day to say, to ask God to be in your heart, that today's the best day to do that. And also maybe there's some of you in here that you made that decision one time, but then you've, you've stepped away. You've been living life the way that you want. And you know that today it's time to come back. And so if that's you, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to have you raise your hand. I'm not going to draw any attention to you. I'm not going to pull you forward. This is just between you and Jesus. But as I count, I want you to raise your hand and make that faith declaration. One, two, three. I see those hands. Yes, Jesus. As a church family, let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Take my sins as I take your righteousness. Let me never be the same. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text DECIDED to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.